Hi, I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions and our last day of this study of the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verses 14 to 18 today. We've been looking the last few days at this study of real fellowship, what it looks like by the names that Paul mentions in this, in this last part of the chapter. And we've been reminded that fellowship is a relationship. Fellowship is all-inclusive. Fellowship is enduring. Fellowship is forgiving. Fellowship is comforting. Fellowship is a sacrifice. Today, we're going to look at five more qualities of real fellowship, just quickly as we walk down through these names. In the name Luke, we're reminded that fellowship is great joy. Chapter 4, verse 14, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Fellowship is great joy. As you look at Luke and the Apostle Paul, they had a deep, great relationship. There are many times in the book of Acts where you see them serving together. There is this time in 2 Timothy verse 4.11 where Paul says, only Luke is with me. Everyone else has left. He is the one friend that I have left. Our dear friend Luke, he says here. Fellowship means great joy because there's a depth of relationship that you'll develop with some where you're able to say, this is my dear friend. Now, in this relationship that they had, they also had great service for Christ together. Luke, who wrote the gospel on Acts, and Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament letters, those who last in ministry, who develop these kind of great friendships in ministry, are wonderfully used in ministry. There's a great joy in fellowship, of lasting together, developing friendships, serving together. It's interesting, though, in verse 14, there's not only the name Luke, but also the name Demas. Demas is a reminder that fellowship means not only great joy, but also great disappointment. In his letter to Timothy, Paul writes, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present age, and he's gone back to Thessalonica. Here in Colossians, he writes of Demas, and he talks about him sending greetings. But by the time he writes the letter to Timothy, Demas has forsaken this friendship, has forsaken Christ. Great disappointment. This person who'd been a part of Paul's life, serving Christ together in his life, Somehow now he has lost his trust in Christ to such an extent that he's no longer willing to serve. In fact, Paul says the reason he did it is he loved this present age. He was more in love with the things of this world than the things of God. When I get in fellowship with other believers, there are going to be times of great disappointment. I disappoint myself sometimes in the Christian life. I wish I would have more faith. I wish I would trust in him more. There's no doubt about that. But there's a different kind of great disappointment when someone entirely forsakes the faith, when someone begins to live their life just for themselves. And I don't know, did they have faith in the first place? Or was it just a fake all the way along? Or do they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but somehow they're so caught up in their own selfishness that they're just living for themselves now? They're, they're what the Bible calls a carnal Christian, a fleshly Christian. I don't know. I just know that they have forsaken the faith. They're no longer living for Christ. And that is a great disappointment. Now, Demas's story reminds me of the fact that even though there's great disappointment, I, I still need to continue to fellowship with others. In love, there are great highs and there are great lows. And one of the ways to keep away from the great lows in loving somebody else is to not love, is to hold people with a wall around me, build a shell around me, and hold people outside of that shell. But the problem with that is I never have any of the great highs either, the great joy that comes from fellowship. Fellowship means great joy, and it means great disappointment. It also means something else. In verses 15 and 16, Paul says, Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and in Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see to it that it's also read to the church of the Laodiceans, and that in turn you read the letter from Laodicea. 
in the churches of Laodicea and the one in Nympha, the one in Nympha's house, were reminded that fellowship is broad. Sometimes we narrow fellowship to just me and my little group, my small group, or just me and my church. Fellowship is broad. Give greetings to all these different churches, he says. In fact, share the letters between each other. Now, he talks here about a letter from Laodicea. What is that about? Some think it's uh, the letter of Ephesians or the letter of Philemon, but most people think it's a letter that we just don't have. All of Paul's letters were not inspired by the Holy Spirit, and so all of them are not in the New Testament. We know, for instance, that Paul wrote the Corinthians at least four letters. Only two of them were inspired by the Holy Spirit, and so are in the New Testament. The others weren't. Paul wrote a lot of letters. A few of them were inspired by the Spirit. And this letter to the Laodiceans, he says, have it read in the churches. But this letter to the Colossians, this is the one that's inspired by the Holy Spirit. In these words that Paul talks about all these other churches, it's a reminder that there are many, many believers in this world that I do not know. But I am in fellowship with them in one sense. And when I meet them, if I were ever able to go to their church and be a part of their church, that fellowship would be immediately felt, as we talked about yesterday, because fellowship is broad. A tenth quality of real fellowship. Fellowship is encouraging. I think this is my favorite. Telecrippus, see to it that you complete the work that you've received in the Lord. In the letter to Philemon, we learned that Crippus was most likely the son of Philemon. And he had some certain ministry to which he'd been called that it seems like he's neglecting. He's not finishing. Maybe he's discouraged in it. Maybe some barrier has come into the way that's keeping him from getting it done. And so Paul reminds him here, complete the work. No one knows what the ministry was, but the important thing is he had a ministry, as all believers have a ministry. And the important thing is Paul is encouraging here that he complete that ministry. Fellowship is encouraging. I don't know how many times a week, I don't know if this is true for you, but I don't know how many times a week I come to a point where I wonder, is this ever going to happen? Can this dream that I have for ministry be accomplished? Is this barrier going to be taken out of the way? I'm in constant need of encouragement. I believe we all are. And it's the encouragement from other believers that helps us to do the ministry that God has given us to do. We're not meant to do it on our own. So you share the discouragements as they come along the way. You share the barriers, not only so people will agree with you, wow, that really is a barrier. Oh, that that looks impossible. But also so that people will encourage you. You know, that is a barrier, but I've heard you. I know how important this is to you. So I don't know when God's going to open the door, but I believe you're going to complete this ministry that God's given you. For someone right now, these words from Paul to Agrippa so long ago, see to it that you complete the work that you've received in the Lord. They're personal to you. There's some work that God's given you that somehow you've given up on. These words from 2,000 years ago, Paul's words of encouragement, he's using them still in your life today, right now, to encourage you to complete the work that God's given you. Fellowship. You know what else fellowship means? Well, in Paul, I'm reminded that fellowship is remembering. In verse 18, Paul says this, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Paul remembered them, and so he wrote this letter. So he put the greeting in his own hand. Most likely, as we talked about at the beginning of this week, a scribe wrote the rest of this letter as Paul quoted it. But Paul signed it with his own hand. He remembered them. And so he wrote the letter and had it sent to them. And he asked them to remember him and to pray for him while he was imprisoned. In fact, he says specifically, remember my chains. Remember the fact that I am in chains for the good news of Jesus Christ. Fellowship is remembering. It's remembering others even when they're not there. 
Even when the Colossians were not there, Paul remembered them and wrote a letter to them. And even when Paul was not there, he's saying, please remember where I am and what I'm going through. That's part of fellowship. You don't just fellowship with the people that are in front of you right now. It's remembering others. Fellowship was remembering them in prayer. Fellowship was remembering to encourage their faith. That's what fellowship is all about. I've gone through this list the last few days of genuine fellowship. I just want to remind you as we come to, towards the end of this list that there is no more exciting place in the world than the fellowship of Jesus Christ. As we walk through this list of names, I don't know if you recognize this, in this list, there are three of the nine writers of the New Testament. The nine writers of the New Testament are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Paul, the writer of Hebrews, we don't know that this person's name, James, Peter, and Jude. And three of those people, you've got Paul, you've got Luke, you've got Mark, are listed in this name, this fellowship group of the Apostle Paul. It's amazing. The writing of the New Testament was done in fellowship, not alone on a mountain, but in Paul's case, with a scribe and then someone to deliver the message. And in the case of all of these, they were people that knew each other and had relationships with each other. And out of that fellowship of the church came the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in these words of God that we have today that we're reading today. What I want to encourage you is this. Do not fall, do not fall for an Old Testament prophet version of Christianity where it's me and Jesus against the world. It's me up on a, on a mountaintop serving God all by myself. I don't need anybody else. That version of Christianity is what took Elijah to a cave, the prophet Elijah, so depressed he wanted to take his life. You were made to live life and faith in fellowship with other believers. And any picture that you have of Jesus that says he lived this life all by himself, it's leaving out the 12 disciples that were with him all the time. Any picture that you have of Paul that sees him as lonely and serving Christ all by himself, it's leaving out this list of everybody we've talked about these last few days. This is true fellowship, the kind of fellowship that God wants to have. This is, this is real fellowship. As we pray today, let's pray that God would deepen the real fellowship in our lives. Lord, you haven't made us to live life alone. You made us to live in fellowship with other believers. We want to serve you, but we do that together. We want to love you. We do that together. We want to grow in you. We do that together. We want to share you with other people. We do that together. It's all done in fellowship with other believers. So Lord, help me to make myself open to fellowship, to love others and open myself to them loving me. I know sometimes there'll be disappointments because we're all human beings and we hurt each other sometimes. But I also know that this is your plan, that you made us to live together in fellowship in your church. And so Lord, I pray that I would be able to rejoice daily in the fellowship that you've given, not just seeing the bad, but seeing the good, seeing how you're at work. And I pray this in your name. Amen. And with this, we end our study of the book of Colossians. I want to encourage you as we come to the end of this study to stay on for our next study in iTunes or uh, choose another study on the Saddleback Church website. Either way, stick with us in daily drive time devotions because it is a daily encouragement, I'm hoping and praying to your faith. The word of God makes a daily difference in our lives. I'm so grateful for God's word. We'll see you for the next study. Mm -hmm.